their emotional reaction and emotional state is determined on what comes out of her mouth. And that's not good. You don't want to be in that place. So you have to ask yourself, what can I do to not be in that place? What can I do to stay in control of my emotions regardless of what she says? Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to talk about today's episode because it's about sexual expectations or Um, And I'm excited to talk about this because I've been talking a lot about this in my new course that's coming out actually next week. I'll be pre-sailing at Cyber Monday called Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety. And I know a lot of you guys struggle with this. And the differentiator, one of the differentiators I see in men who struggle with sexual performance anxiety versus those who don't are this thing called expectations. Um, high expectations, unrealistically high expectations, um, and it's it's this common theme. And I've been working with men on adjusting their expectations so that they're not low, but that they're realistic and they're comfortable and they make sense and therefore the guy can stay turned on and have a healthy sex life because he's not allowing these expectations to get in his head. So I wanted to do a podcast on this, just the expectations part, or the sexpectations part, because I think it's just so common. So I want to break down four common sexpectations um, that that partners have. Men and women have these. Um, but I'm going to walk you through the male experiences I have had in helping guys with sexpectations. So out of the four, number one is a common sexpectation is we both have to orgasm. You know, otherwise I'm not a good sexual partner. Otherwise that means I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not man enough. I'm not a good lover. She's not enjoying it. This and that. And it's this, there's a lot of pressure around the orgasm, right? And we often have, if any dirty talk is there, typically it's like, oh, you, you came, right? And that's something that a lot of people say at the end or like, I want to make you come, hurry up and come, like, just come. I want you to come. And they can put this pressure on the person and it goes, that pressure goes along with this expectation 
of, all right, we need to do this so that it's fulfilling sex, right? And to some extent, you want to check in with your partner and make sure that there's adequate amounts of orgasms for them to feel like they have a healthy, enjoyable, pleasurable sex life, right? But it doesn't also having the belief that, all right, doesn't have to happen every time. And we can communicate each other on days when it's just not going to happen. And when we feel like it's just not going to happen, and you know those days as a guy, I know those days as a woman, when our body is just not going to relax and allow that to happen, or our mind. Maybe we're just a little drunk. Maybe we're too tired. Maybe we're severely stressed out. And it's good to not allow the expectation of, oh, I need to come so this is so that this is hot sex or, um, you know, I need to come so I don't let her down or make her feel like it's her fault. No, you don't. Like you don't, but what you can do to solve that, that fear of her taking blame or to a certain extent is to communicate. So let's drop the expectations and let's just communicate instead and be more direct in the communication part. And this is how you start to release expectations or sexpectations in this case by communicating instead. So for instance, if you and your partner are always very set on making each other orgasm and you know that this time it's just not going to happen and you don't want to let her down in a sense, you don't want to feel like less of a man, you need to drop the ego and communicate and say, hey, you know, it's just, it's one of those days, babes, like, babes it's one of those days babe but like i'm super turned on right now and i you're you're so fucking beautiful however you want to talk that's your thing um but today it's just i know it's not going to happen but let's let's focus on you a little bit more and by steering it that way she's getting more focus you're being honest this way she can trust you more when you're sexually vulnerable to that extent she's able to trust you more as a partner in general so when you drop the expectation that that has to happen and you communicate it you communicate certainty around it instead you're coming across more trustworthy you're coming across more confident because you're not allowing your ego to get in the way you're able to kind of be like, hey, like it's just not working the way I want it to, but I think you're like, I'm super, I'm still super into this or I still think you're so sexy. Like, let me do this for you. And then you're just transferring where you're putting most of your energy. And um, when you do transfer putting most of your energy towards her, it tends to even put your body in a more relaxed state because it releases that pressure of the expectation. A lot of guys end up having better sex and more frequent orgasms if they're struggling in that department when they do release the expectation and focus more other elsewhere, aka on her, right? All right, so let's move to sexpectation number two. This is this is an interesting one. This one is both people must be 100% turned on and ready to be in the mood. And you know, when you hear, like, if you're a guy who feels like you always get the reaction from your wife or girlfriend, oh, I'm not in the mood, I'm not in the mood, or maybe you're not in the mood, because this goes both ways, um, because another expectation is that men are always hornier than women and always want sex more than women, and that is not always true. So if you feel like you're trying to improve your sex life because I have a couple right now I'm working with and 
I think I mentioned this in the previous episode, actually, but he was saying like he just hasn't been in the mood due to stress, but he is super turned on by his wife in general. Like they have like a sexy connection and, and all that, but he just hasn't been in the mood. And then I have another couple where she's more not in the mood, but both of these people and what I've told both of them is that you're not always going to be 100% in the mood. And sometimes you do things for your partner or for the sake of your sex life with your partner because you care about them and you want to keep sex as a consistent routine. You want to show that you're there for them and you can make a sacrifice once in a while, even if you're not 100% ready to go. Um, for women, maybe this is using more lube. Maybe this is just focusing on him a little more if you're not in the mood. Um, you know, for guys, this is just doing, maybe focusing on her a little more than you because you're not so much in the mood, but think about your partner and and your sex life in terms of, all right, like, I know I'm stressed. I know I've been really tired. I know I'm just like not feeling horny lately, but I don't want this to turn into something that snowballs and then makes our sex connection awkward. So I'm going to keep up with the consistency regardless as to whether or not I'm always in the mood for it or 100% there, right? And I think that's important. And I think that if you look at it like sex takes five minutes, the average sexual experience is five minutes. I think foreplay should be a little longer for sure, but the average sex time frame is five minutes. So when you think about it that way, And it's really like, all right, let's think like 15 minutes for a play, five minutes of sex. That's 20 minutes to to give to my partner, to give to my relationship, to give to my sex life, to maybe get my body more in the mood for sex, to raise my testosterone levels. Whether you're a man or a woman, sex does make you more in the mood for sex. Um, So it's just keeping up that, that consistency and understanding the importance behind the the consistency whatever a healthy consistency means for you i'm not going to give you out a number but whatever you know is the best for yourself and for your partnership um is what you should stick to regardless of whether or not you're completely in the mood right so i think that's definitely an important one because there are couples also who where the woman is just like never in the mood And she just uses that as an excuse all the time. And when I hear that, I just see someone who doesn't prioritize her sex life, doesn't prioritize her partner in terms of a sexual relationship, um, is not wanting, either not wanting sex herself because she has a poor relationship to sex or is just resentful of her partner and doesn't want to put the effort in or work through it. So I see it as a really, it's, it's definitely not a good sign um, of emotional connection or sexual connection when your partner is just never in the mood and they're also, they also don't seem to be trying to do anything about it. So I would say if that's the case, that's, that's a concern that needs to be communicated through. All right, let's go to expectation number three. This expectation is, all right, it must be spontaneous. Sex must be spontaneous in order to be hot. Um, and it can't be planned like AKA we shouldn't be planning it or scheduling it. Cause that's weird. And that's what like older people do, or that's what weird couples do, or that's, there's a lot of 
beliefs around why scheduling sex is like a weird, awkward thing when really it can be just as spontaneous, you know, because if you think about it, if you're having trouble prioritizing sex, but you know that you prioritize whatever you put on your calendar when you put it in the time frame you put it, that's the best way to make sex a priority again. And it's very easy to fall out of priority, right? So whatever works for you, and if the calendar idea does work for you, I think it can be super sexy to put to put sex on the calendar and say, even putting a note like, all right, surprise coming. You know, like you don't know what kind of sex it's going to be, or you don't know where you're going to go to have it, or what toys you're going to use when you do it. Um, so it can still be very spontaneous and really sexy by by planning. Um, and quite often, you know, the anticipation of it, just to know that you're both going to have sex at a certain time of the week can can create more flirtation in the relationship. Because if you know you're both prioritizing that date and time and you know it's coming closer and closer, it's kind of like it's each day it's building that sexual anticipation and it's going to naturally make you want to feel more sexually comfortable around your partner to kind of prepare yourself and your body. Um, So it can be a really great sexy thing. So spontaneous sex can be really hot or really not. And planned sex can be really hot or really not. (laughs) It's just about like, how are you, how are you going into it? Um, all right. So that is number three. Number four, sex expectation is it must, what did I write here? It must happen. (laughs) I take like quick notes right before my episodes and they're all just scribble. Um, and I write things down instead of typing them for some reason. I remember things better when I write them down. All right. It must happen when your partner mentions it. Okay. So here's this expectation that I have a client who was recently struggling with this. Um, and within a week he did so much better and he was like, holy shit, I can't believe I handled it so much better than I have in the past. And what this means is that he has, and this happens often, He has a girlfriend who will sometimes say earlier in the day, oh, I want to have sexy time with you later. And and then later comes, she comes home, she's beat from work and she's just exhausted and she doesn't have the energy for sexy time. Either she says she doesn't or she doesn't mention it at all. And meanwhile, since she's mentioned it earlier in the day, he has built this expectation of what it's going to be and what it's going to look like and feel like. And he's kind of created this whole experience in his head all day that he's living through and getting excited for. And then it doesn't happen, which is just, it feels like a letdown. It feels like rejection. He feels stupid. He feels undesired. Um, He feels maybe needy. Um, Then he's super horny, which he feels, you know, either he judges himself for, blames her for, resents her. It just turns into this messy thing because of this expectation, right? So what I told him is try not to make, you know, if she says, if she gets excited for sexy time, try to see that comment as not a way for you to plan out the whole scenario, but for you to acknowledge, hey, my partner's thinking about having sex with me right now. Like, you know, we're, we're in a good place right now. And acknowledging more of the meaning behind her reaching out to say something like that versus 
just telling yourself, okay, like we're having sex tonight. And I I told him like, look at the meaning instead, try to focus more on what it means for her to reach out and say that to you. And also, you know, tell yourself, like prepare yourself, like, all right, in the past, you know, she said something like this and it didn't happen. So that might be the case and I'll be okay if that happens. And if we end up having sex, awesome. But you know what? I'm really glad she's thinking of me like that. Like that's super hot. And then I told him to even in his responses to her, kind of if like, if he wants, he could say, oh, like what, what would you want to do tonight? Are you think, are you thinking about me right now? What are you thinking about? Tell me. And kind of creating this fun little conversation, whether it does lead to sex later or not, it's more likely to lead to it if he engages a little bit. Um, but I said, if you do that, if you go that route, make sure you don't get too tied into the expectation that this will definitely 100% happen. Okay. And, and I sort of gave him this, this frame of mind along with action steps to do as to whether she says yes, when she comes home and she initiates or whether she doesn't. So that regardless, he feels in control of what happens. Because when you have this expectation, especially guys expecting sex because their woman mentioned it, you put all the power in her. Um, and when she comes home, it's like, it's kind of like you're looking at her, like this dog with his tongue out, like, <laughs> not to say men are dogs, I didn't mean it that way, but like, it's kind of just like you're putting, like, it's all up to her, right? Like, she gets to decide. And it's it's putting all this energy on on a woman where if she says no you feel so let down because it's like it's all the anxiety built up around all right it has to do what she says and if she says no i'll be crushed and you have to get your power back in those instances if she says no how can you still feel in control no and this is this is part of it part of feeling you staying in control is telling yourself you know okay well in the past, she's mentioned having sex later and it didn't happen. So this may happen. It may not. And whatever happens, I'm fine with, you know? Um, and maybe even if it happens all the time and it's a little frustrating, communicate that and talk to her and say something like, hey, babe, like, you know, you, you, mention, you mention us having sex a lot. And I, I love when you talk to me like that. But like when it doesn't happen and, and this happens multiple times a week it's really kind of a letdown so like it's okay if you can't if you're not in the mood to have sex or you don't feel like you're ready to but maybe you don't maybe you don't like bring it up so much um or if you bring it up like do it only when you're like when you're really ready and you're on the way home you know if you know it's gonna happen because that would just make me feel better about our sex life you know you'll probably feel better because you're you're sticking to your word like what do you think about that and just having an honest conversation because it makes sense, you know? I mean, when you don't stand by your word over and over again, you lose, you lose trust in your partner regardless of the topic, right? Um, and sometimes it's not so much about trust. It's just about having realistic expectations based on what's happened in the past and what's the, what's the cycle looking like. Um, because an ex of mine is an extremely busy man, like super busy. We're still very close. And, but he, he was just like, even when we were dating and even till now, like he'll tell me that certain things will happen or like, we'll go meet somewhere or he can drive me somewhere. And then, and then things happen. And then he says, Oh, I can't, I can't make it anymore. This thing popped up. 
And this happens very often. So at first I would get super frustrated, you know, when we were together and I'd be like, and I would just feel like, you know, he never like does what he says he's going to do. And I can never, I get excited and then I get let down. And this happens all the fucking time. And this is in my head. I never, I never said anything to him because, because besides that, he, when it came to really important things and I really needed him and counted on him for like major things, he was there in a heartbeat. So I had to have a little talk with myself and say, you know what, when it comes to like dinner and a drive somewhere where I can, I can get my own ride, I don't have to go out to dinner. Like it's not the end of the world if something comes up for him and he has to cancel on me. Like that's not a make or break in a relationship. I was like, but when it comes to these major things that I really depend on him for, and he's 100% there every single time, that's what matters. And that's what's most important. And that's what makes him so special to me. And that's what makes me so grateful for our relationship. So from now on, I'm just going to have the expectation of, okay, this may happen. This may not. What's my plan B? And I always have a plan B now all the time because before it was just plan A and that was what he said. And then if plan A didn't happen, I felt crushed. Now I always have a plan B because I set my expectations to be realistic with this person and with the continuing cycle of how I know his schedule to be insanely crazy. Things come up all the time, things that he can't control that are very important. And dinner is just not as much a priority anymore. And that's okay. And I'm fine with that. But I had to sit down with myself and I had to create a realistic expectation based on the previous circumstances. And knowing that I'm okay with this because when I truly need him, he is 100% always there. So you can do the same thing, you know, you can, and that makes me feel more in control because it's like when he says, oh no, I can't make anymore. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Like, no worries. Cause it's, I kind of expected that it would be 50, 50, you know, I had the expectations realistic and I also had my plan B. So I felt like, all right, I wasn't giving everything and putting everything on the line, I went in with the 50-50 expectation, and then I had a go-to plan of action. So it always worked out. I felt in control, and I made my expectations realistic. So I feel like I made that really lengthy, a lot longer than I had to. <laughs> but do you guys get the point? Like, this is really important, because when it comes to sexual expectations like this, you need to do the same thing. You need to have a plan B when she says that she's too tired, even though she said she was interested earlier in the day. What is your plan B? So that you don't, sh- you don't sulk in the other room, you don't show resentment, you don't get needy or upset. What is your plan B? And then if this is continuing and it's honestly a real problem, how are you going to communicate it to her? Because that's important too. If this is like so reoccurring to the point where it's like you can't, it's just super frustrating. Okay. Sometimes it's having that conversation with yourself and not even talking to her about it. Um, Cause that's what I did. I never told my ex that I did this. I just internalized this and communicated with myself through this process of how I'm going to handle this moving forward. I didn't have to tell him and I still don't. And he might be listening to this <laughs> if he is, <laughs> um, you know, but you know what I mean? So I think that's just overall with expectations or expectations, we need to make them realistic and make them match what's best for us, match our lifestyle. And if we can't take it and it's just super frustrated, it's frustrating, communicate with the person 
okay? So that is today's episode. Um, And yeah, I just want to keep these a little on the shorter side recently just to give you a powerful message with some specific examples I've taken away. And hopefully you can put yourself... As I'm telling stories and examples, I like hope you guys are thinking through your own examples and stories. Because um, I think stories can be really powerful to kind of put yourself in that same position and be like, huh, when was the last time I really got upset because she told me something and then didn't follow through? And why did I get so upset? Chances are because I like thought about it and made it this huge big deal and, and I didn't I didn't think that anything else would happen but that thing, you know? So kind of walk yourself through experiences you've had and it could be really helpful and it could put you back in control. And that is where your confidence comes from is feeling like you have control of yourself and your emotions and your reactions regardless of people's responses. Because when guys lose control is when they leave everything up to their partner and all of a sudden she she has the say in everything and they they their reaction is determined their emotional reaction and emotional state is determined on what comes out of her mouth and that's not good you don't want to be in that place so you have to ask yourself what can i do to not be in that place what can i do to stay in control of my emotions regardless of what she says that is it. Like I said, expectations is one of the main differentiators I find working with men who struggle with sexual performance anxiety. So this is a big part. Helping you through expectations is, um, is a part of my new course, Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety. And I'm going to do a pre-sale of this course this Cyber Monday. So this coming Monday, um, November the 29th, I believe. Um, and, and yeah, and along with the presale are a few really badass bonuses, if I do say so myself, um, <laughs> that will be thrown in for you guys who buy on Cyber Monday only. So I will be announcing the bonuses and the Cyber Monday sale tomorrow on Instagram, and then they will be available um, for you guys to purchase on Monday. So really excited about this course. It's going to help so many guys. It is so good. It's straightforward. It's to the point. It gives you direction. And then it also comes with community, um, community of men who are going through the same thing and, and who are men who prioritize self-growth and, and their sex lives and want to be in a community where other men take that seriously as well and are trying to do their best to overcome their sexual concerns. So, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for every one of you. Thank you for spending your day listening to this. Um, I hope it helped you. And have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember... Your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.